The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. And I think maybe because I wanted to make a professional, my brain was like, aha, okay, bitch, and went completely the other way. And Michael Lucas. Oh, likewise with you. Can't wait. And just remember, if it's too fatty, just heat it up. This is Emsolation. I was working for Baz Luhrmann. Oh, I'll just pick that name up. Oh, no, but it, yeah, I was. You're in Emsolation. All right. Here we go. <laughs> this is weird. This is weird having an audience to the intro. Um, okay. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? I'm destroying it by myself. (gasps) This is all going to go in, isn't it? Hello. Welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodiverse magic brain, a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, oh, my God. You had one job. Like <laughs> oh, I was inhaling. I was ready to go, Michael Lucas. No, what are you though? Like, what are you? Screenwriter what? and podcaster. Yeah, Michael. Lucas. Sassy best friend, except not that sassy, and also no good at fashion for a gay best friend, unfortunately. <laughs> wow. Gay best friend of limited quality. Oh no, you give me so <laughs> strong much. in some areas. Very strong. You're yeah. my emotional support animal. <laughs> <laughs> We've had crystal. <laughs> We've had crystal charged red wine, so this could go anywhere. Why is Michael in the intro? Well, that is a very good question. This uh, is a special edition of the podcast. It's the pre-election edition, which will require a lot of alcohol, we've decided. Mm. I think it's important that when you're covering detailed political matters, you should be half-masked. I just feel like if people are coming to us, (laughs) they're already given up. Yeah. I think they've already given up. They're like, oh, God, uh, we do have... <laughs> I, think, I personally think they've come to the right place. <laughs> I, and if we aren't suddenly parachuted in to host the results on Saturday night... <gasps> Imagine. Oh, what's the name of the little Irish guy? What's Anthony his name? Green. Is that who you're talking if about? If Anthony Green... The statistician. Went, yeah, if she, like he couldn't do it. I would treat it like... A sassy weather girl. You know, like, I would be there in my outfit with a green screen, hopefully. Maybe I'm in Paris one moment. Just, like, pointing, like, Alexandra Exanadez, remember? From when- You'd be like, the thing I like about Eden Monaro is it sounds like paradise but also a brand of car. <laughs> Bringing together my two loves. Camp Bogan. Uh, like we do have an actual expert joining us, Justine Landis-Hanley. She's from a great new Spotify podcast called A Left Right Out. She's a political journalist, also briefly worked in politics. So we thought we better get someone in who, I don't know, could just maybe chuck some facts in while we wax lyrical about whatever the fuck we want. Mm. So I've got you in the intro. And this is going to discombobulate people. You know, people like routine, mm. but we wanted to get have a little chat first before Justine joined us because the Logie voting has officially <laughs> opened. And I was trying to explain to my husband, I was giddy, I was laughing, you and I are planning things, I booked my trip to the Gold Coast. I'm not invited to the Logies yet, you are, we're working on it, but either way I'm going to be there. You should be there. I know. 
runner-up of Masked Singer, I which know. is a nominated production. I have not been invited yet. Uh, we've asked them today. I'll report back. I'm not holding out hope. There'll be every influencer under the sun who's not on the telly there, but not me. Mm. But hopefully, it's all right. I'm, I mean, imagine the dress. I'm not. I'm not letting myself get excited because it couldn't happen. But I will be there, supporting you from our hotel room. <laughs> Which, frankly, sounds like a pretty fun way to support someone. Pretty much. Mm. So let's talk newsreader. Oh, my God, bitch, you did it. <laughs> like, our whole life. How long have we been watching the Logies? It's, it's... Yes, it's true. We can't, I can't remember a time before the Logies. <laughs> no. I mean, it is the only originated coupon-based voting system in, on the face of the planet. Mm. Hasn't it stood the test of time? I've only been in the room once before in 12 years of working in television. Mm, but this is different because this is your thing. Mm. You created this from your own brain mm-hmm. and you're now, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't <laughs> believe you're going to win a Logie before me, first of all, boo. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I think competition is pretty tight. I really do. Now, the newsreader, your TV yeah. show, what, what exactly are our, uh, our you'll, hear, you'll hear me take ownership of this very quickly. What are our nominations? Um, we're up for most popular drama series. Yeah. Most outstanding drama series. Yes, and <laughs> that's important to note because one is popularity, obviously voted by the public. Yeah. Emsley vote, 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 yeah. vote, vote. We're going to run a very tight, staunch campaign. This is going to be nuts. You think Trump was over the top? You wait till you see my <laughs> newsreader campaign. <laughs> Michael will barely have a say. <laughs> and then the other one is like industry peer voted, right? That's right. So that's kind of cool to get. The nod from... Mm. Oh, look, I'll take anything I can get. Right. Absolutely. What else are we nominated for? Uh, Anatov got Most Popular Actress. Yes. She also got nominated for Most Outstanding Actress. Yes, she got both. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? No, Sam Marie got nominated for Most Outstanding Actor and uh, William McInnes got nominated for M- Most Outstanding Supporting Actor. Most Outstanding Shouting in a TV drama. Exactly right. They are f***ing right! Will you take one more step, Helen? One more step, you're gone. I'm not kidding! Six Logie nominations. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so emotional for you. People don't understand. This is a thing that we've always watched, we've always looked at. You might get to own one. You might get to that funny little weird. I can't wait to see. If I ever get nominated for an Oscar, what are you going to pull out? I oh, mean... <laughs> I'll be dead. Just RIP me. Just... <clears throat> if you ever get nominated for an Oscar, well, first of all, I'm coming. I mean, yeah. Adrian and I may have to fight to death. <laughs> Adrian can get nominated for his own stuff. He's a good, he's a director in his own right. Adrian can get there on his own. I will you, never You can make turn to him and say, me taking your ticket isn't going to instill in you the hunger that you need. I am taking your ticket for you so that you will claw your way up harder. You can thank me later. Exactly. As my daughter complained to the entire cast of Footloose, I can't be a tortured artist because mum loved me too much. So She has a real good point. And <laughs> thank God you're there to provide the harsh love. <laughs> and when Adrian wins that Oscar, he knows he's got to thank first. That's right. Well, that you'll pitch. probably have to, you'll probably have gone. You'll probably have said to me at that point, it was my words that got in there. Yes, I'm going for a second time. <laughs> you know me so well. I've got all these buttons in front of me. And they can make sound effects happen now, which is, I don't know whose idea this was. This is a terrible idea, but one of these was a... Yes! <laughs> what could go wrong here? Oh, I, I this love is a woman. That. She has no idea what's happening when she's jamming these fingers down, and yet she's embracing every single one. Wait. Yes! <laughs> That's you with the Logies. Woo! Oh, yeah! Wait. And the best TV show ever in the history of the world goes to the newsreader, written by, shot by, acted by, directed by Michael Lucas. Oh. <laughs> 
I just don't even need to go now. I've had the experience. It's really exciting. Changing, shifting gears. Mm. (laughs) That was like when you had, do you remember when you had like those books that had the magic chimes, Tinkerbell chimes, and you turn the pages? I can apply Tinkerbell chimes many times during our political chat. Don't worry about that. I'll be working on it. Now I know that's the last button. That's the only one I'll remember. (laughs) Woo! What could go wrong? She's out of control. We want to She's going to find a way to weave this into day-to-day life, I can tell. <laughs> we want to thank Road. Obviously, Road have sent me this amazing desk podcast thingy that got buttony things, and I run a podcast, so mm. I feel very reassured about that. So, Friday night, opening night of the Live and Unleashed tour mm. in Brisbane. It was good. Yeah. I just want to again thank everyone who came, Michael, because they are they're flooding again. Like we arrived, and Brisbane looks like Waterworld. That Kevin Costner monstrosity. Yeah, everything is wild. Water's rising, COVID cases rising, and still they showed. They showed up. I mm. was so I, I was really overwhelmed at the full house at Park because all the car parks are closed there mm. because they're all flooded. Mm. So everyone and the ferries were shut off. Like there was literally people no way practically people had rode. to kayak. They did. Yeah. And I, made, I said, I said, thank you. I know all your canoes are parked out the front. I appreciate it. Mm. And I just said to them, I'm going to give you two hours of an escape from reality. Like, mm. let's forget COVID. Let's forget the floods, the rain, everything. We're just going to be locked in here for two hours. And and we delivered. I think we delivered. We did go for two hours. Could have gone for three, to be honest. But I just, I, I really want everyone in Brisbane to know who came, how touched I am that you came because I can't say I would have done the same for you. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. There's a lot. So it was it was a good fun time. It was um, fun on Instagram. It was. I yeah. just want to say that the, for me the most striking thing was seeing the M pre-show sternly saying to the audience, "If I look like I'm being too active, pull me up. I can't. Oh. I can't." And then cut to the Instagrams of the night. She's dancing. She's squatting. Mm. She's demonstrating some sort of. Mm, urine action. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Showing how uh, there's a bit where I talk about all the ways I'm trying to train Elio to use a toilet. Oh. And there's a whole toilet You're segment. practically moshing at one point. I, I was. Mean, was. <laughs> I basically backflipped off stage. It was not good. And then the second I walked off, I had to lay flat because my, I, well, I took my shoes off 10 minutes in. Of course. I felt my whole pelvis shifting and I just yeah. said to everyone, okay, I think I'm about to lose my legs. I'm just going to take my boots yeah, off. Yeah. I'm sure everyone had got the pictures by that It stage. was fine. Yeah. And I lay flat for a couple songs just for my spine to mm. realign, which is fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did a little bit of rolling on stage. It's great. Like they really come on a journey. I don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen. The band hang on for dear life. Like it's it's a new experience every time. Look, it's a rare performer where you can walk out saying, not only did I get an appreciation for her comedy chops and her vocal cords, I also got a sense of her spinal alignment and indeed her urinary tract. <laughs> so many other things as well. <laughs> so we're in um, we're in uh, 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 Sydney. Sydney. Thank you. This Friday night, the big top. I love a big top. Feels right. Hi, gay. And then we head to Adelaide, and then it's done. Like I've I've been hanging on for this for so long. So I, I'm just I'm going to try and enjoy it. Try not to riddle my kill myself with anxiety beforehand, and I did that pretty well in Brisbane. The other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, Beautiful was, segue. Thank you. I just need everyone to calm the f- down. Any of you who feel the need to comment on my Mother's Day video, because honestly, Mummy's mad. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Mummy is allowed to be mad. Nothing makes people more uncomfortable than when a woman who has spawned complains. (laughs) I learned that today. 
<laughs> because there's this notion that mothers should be like just nurturing and ethereal and just always happy all the time and everyone seems to get very uncomfortable and itchy when someone says, hang on a minute, I'm really fucking pissed off. And it seems to be women. So uh, check your internalised misogyny, sis, because if my complaining about my family's shit effort on Mother's Day made you feel shit, that's a you problem, not a me problem. What the fucking hell? Why can't women, and mothers especially, say things aren't all peachy keen? Why does it make people so nervous? I mean, you said it before. I think, yeah, you've got one role, one dimension, and that is to be caring, nurturing at all times. <laughs> no, no recriminations, no conflicts, no, I guess that's it. But it know. makes me mad. And we can't change that unless mothers themselves allow other mothers to be human and say, hey, this is shit. And so was it mostly mothers? That you yes. Like, oh, that is. That, it's mostly, I, mean, I don't know, I didn't see their cesarean scars or their perineum tearing, <laughs> but I mean, I assume, and sometimes I like to click through to get an idea of the person attacking me. Mm-hmm. And also, unless I directly ask for your opinion, please don't give it because I don't care. I genuinely don't. And I don't care if you say you're disappointed in me because I don't know you. You're not my mum. <laughs> oh, wrong button. So, like, was, I, that, was that crickets? Yeah. Actually, maybe it was the right button. <laughs> so I just I just want to get everyone to, let's just normalise women being able to vocalise when they're feeling shitty and have other women not feel threatened or weirded out by it or whatever it is it evokes in you because then we're just stuck in this cycle of having to be one way. I don't enjoy washing skid marks off jocks. I don't enjoy picking up vomit. I don't enjoy fucking washing. I hate driving to football. All these things people assume mothers just love to do because we're mothers. Fucking no. Your mum doesn't live to attend your shit dancing concert. I'll tell you right now. (laughs) Don't go around thinking mum loves everything I do full stop. No. Your mother has been lying to you for years and you know that if you're a mother now, you chuck the artwork out as soon as their back's turned. Let's stop perpetuating this idea that mothers are these unfallible, perfect fairy godmothers because we're not, okay? <laughs> Fuck! Wrong button! Well, I wanted that one! Yeah, woo! Oh shit, got to <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, that was appropriate because you said let's stop perpetuating the idea that mothers are infallible and, and then I left the up. sound effect on. As she swells her red wine. So coming up next, we're going to have uh, Justine in. And um, before we go, though, this is the longest intro ever. Oh, mm. 16 minutes. Good for us. How do people vote? What do they do? They go on the interwebs. Get and your phone out. Oh, Get the yeah, fucking... No, you think, you yeah. should have this... We I need sh- to put this on the walls like a telethon, don't we? Yeah, we do. It needs to be in the background of all our videos starting from next week. Vote, Logies. Yeah. I voted on every phone in my house because you can only vote once. Yeah, I know. They've really got the security down now, don't they? I know. I used to buy multiple TV weeks to make sure that Bruce Samazan won most popular talent for E Street. The website is uh, tvweeklogiesvote.com. So if you just go there, you will need an Australian uh, mobile number. Yeah. And I'm happy to be shameless about this. <laughs> Please. Yeah, do vote. it. Just vote. And also don't forget, Melissa Leong is up oh, for the up gold. gold. Very she important. We want her to win. I'm also going to um, say Tony Armstrong for best new talent. I voted them. You'll be able to guess. I've done all the votes that I can yeah, vote for. Totally. You'll be able to guess who I, I wish I had it in front of me now. Fuck. Can oh, you get it up? Yeah. All right. Of course. Okay. You can, you'll be able to guess who I voted for in every category. Easy. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. He's getting wait, it up. Wait. Hang on. Let me get some music. <laughs> you got it up? Um, no, okay. wait, I'm taking too long. Okay, it's all right, it's fine. I'll get there. The music doesn't have to stop. I'm assuming this is royalty free because it's on my 
Pat. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. that's good. How are you going? Yeah, no, nah, I'm, well. You got it up? No. Nah. That's too loud. Wait, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might need to edit this bit. Oh, wait. Uh, okay, wait. No. <laughs> yeah, that's appropriate. Oh, this is good. Wait, what's this one? My internet's <laughs> No, this is appropriate. Come on. Oh, I know. Well, I'm sorry, all right. Look, here we go. Okay, Ready? okay. Oh, wait. Okay. Page is still loading. All right. Gold. Well, I, Melissa, Melissa Leong. Leong. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Okay. Most popular presenter is between Carrie, Hamish, Melissa. 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 Most popular actor between Bernard Curry, Guy Pearce, Hugo Weaving, Ray Ma, Roger Peacock. Corker, Stephen Peacock. Stephen Peacock. Well done. We yeah. love him. Most popular actress, Anna, obviously. Anna. Most popular new talent, Tony Armstrong. Tony Armstrong. Drama. Newsreader. Entertainment program. Uh, I'm going to say Mastinger. <laughs> Panel or current affairs program. Project. Comedy Fisk? Or have you been paying? No, Fisk, I would say. No, I didn't vote Fisk. Mad as hell. Yes, I voted Mad as hell. Um, reality, I would say MasterChef, probably. Mm. I'm a celebrity. Yes, I voted I'm a celebrity. Lifestyle, you went for. Oh, who did I vote for in Lifestyle? Will you get it? You Love won't... it or list it? No. Mm. The, Come on, no, no, I room. want you to, no, no, I want you to really think. Better of, Homes and Gardens. No. Oh. I want you to think about. Gardening Australia. Yes, yeah, of course. Okay, of course. Hello and welcome to Gardening Australia. <laughs> Most popular Australian actor or actress in an international program, Snook. Snook! Yeah, all but the way. It, I was torn. Murray Bartlett. Ah, yeah. you know me so well. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Snook Bartlett, Snook Bartlett, because Bartlett looks like you, but we know Snook and we love Snook. So we both yeah, their name has one syllable. Snook. It's Snook. Not Snook, by the way. No, Snook. Rookie era. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. So... <laughs> Chaos. Where's the clapping? All right, it's time now. We're going to go away. We're going to come back and Justine's going to be joining us from Left Right Out podcast on Spotify. Justine's last name is Double Barrel. And because I have ADHD and I forget everything, Justine Landis Hanley, 27-year-old journalist. Oh, just let me have some more red wine so I can get this out. She's got quite a few titles. Justine Landis Hanley is a 27-year-old journalist and podcaster who has reported on news and politics for the New York Times. Oh, excuse me. She's 27. I know. Uh, that's what I needed to break down. Forget the election. How did you get to? How did you get all this knowledge? The Guardian, the Sydney Morning Herald, the Saturday Paper, and Refinery Twenty Nine. She worked briefly as a staffer in federal politics before realizing that she much preferred talking about what was going on in Parliament than working in it. Love that. Justine Landis Hanley from Left Right Out Podcast is coming up next. Woo! M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. And we're back. <laughs> Don't know who you just became. <laughs> On Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Rest in peace. Is she gone? She I, don't think, <laughs> oh, I think she, she did. This, I think she's left this mortal realm. I think she has. Yeah, she has. Justine's okay. nodding her head. <laughs> I don't know. Look, Justine probably doesn't even know who we're talking about because she was born in 2015. No. <laughs> Joining us now is Justine Alandis Hanley. She is a journalist, a podcaster. She's worked for New York Times, The Guardian, Sydney Morning Herald, blah, blah, blah. Very impressive. <laughs> Got a 98 HR, whatever. It's actually a 99, but oh. anyway. <laughs> 
Oh no! I, I, I lashed out and pressed the Excuse thing. Excuse me. I know. I touched it. Did you it. just touch my butt? What I wanted was the. Excuse I me. wanted the applause. <laughs> this one. That's what I wanted. Never. Okay. Touch I will never touch it again. My butt. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's your sonic reaction to yep. my intervention there. Justin has a podcast. A uh, fellow Spotify stable mate. Yes. Put in the cash register. Ka-ching. Oh, yes. Um, left, right, out. It's brand new. It's a political podcast for people. It's really great. You tell people. You give me the elevator pitch. Okay. Okay. So Left Right Out is, yes, a fellow Spotify podcast. Myself and my brilliant journalism friend, Elfie Scott, every week we come together and we answer an audience question about Australian politics. And what's so fun about it is that like 90% of our audience are women and most of them are young women. And it's just so cool to get like women engaged in politics. Some people think like, oh, women, young women, they, they don't care about politics. It's not for them. No, we're here to tell you that's not the case. And it's yeah. it's thrilling. Yeah. It's, we love it. We've binge listened to it this week. <gasps> Thank you. And what I love about it is it doesn't assume everyone's knowledge. Like when you listen to political podcasts, everyone's like, everyone's assuming people know how the Australian voting system works, but it's fucking complex. Oh, oh as, it's so yeah, complex. As you have pointed out in one episode, and I've sent that to both my daughters to listen to. So they understand it because you beautifully break it down in a way that it should be broken down because the people who are voting can actually understand why and how because I even I learnt stuff listening to oh, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know how the Reserve Bank worked properly. No. <laughs> it's very rare that you Neither listen. did I on that episode. Exactly. <laughs> and it's very odd and rare to listen to a podcast and think on one hand, A, this is super fun, B, they should teach this in school. Yes, mm. well, they should. I, every podcast of yours should be a lesson in school. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe it is, but we just didn't study politics because we're art nerds. I think everyone should study this. If we all have to vote, we should all... I don't need to know. I need this more than Pythagoras' theorem. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I haven't used that once. Have not oh. used that once since leaving school. Sine no. cos 10. Where, where <laughs> did it all go? Sokotoa? What's oh. that? <laughs> I dropped Crazy. out of maths. You know that I forged my mother's signature to get out of maths famously. She found out when she got my BCA results. <laughs> no maths. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Look, ah. look where we are. This, who needs maths Who now? needs it? Not me. Um, I think the thing that I should say is like I've always felt really silly when it comes to politics. And I'm somebody who I grew up in a household where we talked about politics. My mum ran for politics twice. Oh. I like, she didn't win, but like she ran, it was like mm. really engaged. And I went, I still remember, this is so embarrassing. I went to do politics in my undergrad degree at uni and I rocked up to my first class in Australian politics. And after the class, I went to my lecturer and said, sorry, because I'm really silly and I'm not going to do well in this subject. I don't know anything. Like Gosh. that, but that's like I think that's the thing that we tell so many young mm. young people or young women. It's like, oh, you you've you've missed it. Like you've already left the trains left the station. You're too behind already. Mm. So no. yeah, it's it's a common experience. I yeah. think. So many many months ago, I predicted that there was going to be a hung parliament before mm-hmm. any like before it was cool. Right? Like before, <laughs> before pedestrian junkie, we're reporting on it. I sat here on this podcast and said, it's going to be hung parliament. I'll tell mm-hmm. you right now. It's going, to be, it's going to be all about the independents. They're the rock stars. It's, who can negotiate with them the best? Mm-hmm. Teal counters have all the power. Traditionally, they go with environment, but also traditionally align with liberal. But now they're in a bit of a clash with that. So who the fuck are they going to pick? I don't know. So my first question for you, what is a hung parliament? Mm-hmm. I mean... Most people know, but we don't always assume knowledge. Mm. And what does that mean for our country if we have one? Totally. These are great questions. So let's start with a hung parliament. Hung parliament 
Actually, no. Let's start with what you need to do to get government because that's something people don't know. So to form government, you need to get the most number of seats, the majority of seats in the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. Now we've got two houses in Parliament, up house, lower house. It's the lower house that we're... This is where we make government here. So you need to get 76 seats. So all these big parties are currently like battling it out, trying to get 76 seats. If neither of them get to 76, then they're in a pickle because they can't form government. They need to pass legislation. They need the numbers. Mm. And so what can happen, that's called a a hung parliament situation, and then what can happen is both the big parties, so we've got like the Liberal National Coalition and we've got the Labor Party, they will start talking to what's called the crossbench. Crossbench is this, it's literally like the benches in the middle of both sides in parliament. And it's these like, it's like the Greens, it's like smaller parties, like it might be the United United Australia Party. Meanwhile, they have bought every spot on YouTube. <laughs> I wild. have been watching like blippy, like dinosaurs, <laughs> and all of a sudden the, 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 oh, he's no. just there shouting, <laughs> Kelly's just there shouting at my three-year-olds. Yep. Like, he's yep. not voting. I'm glad <laughs> to hear that because I thought they were targeted for me and I was like, why? <laughs> why are you targeting They've me? They've ticked every box of yeah. who to target. a dinosaur painted as Spider-Man fight another dinosaur painted as the Incredible Hulk and then halfway through Craig Kelly appeared. Yeah. <laughs> Mate. What yeah. they how much, they've spent a hundred million dollars? Oh, so much mm. money! Like it's crazy. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna Elio's vote could be critical. Elio's vote, know. but I just want everyone to remember Trump got in. Like, let's not laugh at the big shouty white guy who's mm. anti-vax and think he's not a threat. Mm. Let's all remember what happened in America. I'm pausing that thought. Please continue. <laughs> no, yes. those are all very, very mm-hmm. good thoughts. Um, so we've got this crossbench. It can be independence there as well. Mm. And so what the big parties will start doing is they will quickly try and negotiate. They'll be like, okay, we need your support. What can we give you in terms of policies that's going to get you on our side? And that happens for like the first little bit. And then once those, the Greens and the independents and whoever else is there, they can pick a side and they'll um, basically make a promise in exchange for certain things that you promise to do while you're in government. We're going to protect you if that other side over there on that side of the room comes along and says, oh, we give a vote of no confidence. Mm. That just means like they say there's no government, we need to dissolve the whole thing. Mm. And so in that situation, the Greens, independents, and in this case, let's say Labor, would team up and be like, we block that. And so we're going to keep you in government. And that's that's what a hung parliament would look like. It would result in this thing called a minority government. Yes. Yeah. Interestingly enough, both Albo and ScoMo have said we're not negotiating with independence. Mm. Okay, me. That promise came <laughs> pretty quickly. Let's talk yeah. again Sunday. Yeah, let's see yeah. how we're going Sunday. <laughs> like I'm crawling back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ScoMo is really regretting holding up some coal in front of yeah. independence. So, yeah. what are the chances of that? Do you think actually happening on Sunday? I think at this election, it's the. It's probably like the election where we've had the best chance of that happening in a while. So the last time that happened was at the 2010 election. Mm-hmm. Julia Gillard didn't, her government, Labor didn't form a government out on its own. It had to team up with Greens and Independents and mm. in the crossbench. Um, so I think this is like an exciting time. And that's because we have this kind of surge of the teal independence, yep. of independence. The Greens have been getting more traction in the last few years. Like there's this kind of this movement away from the major parties. Mm. And so a lot of people are being like, maybe this will happen. But then also Paul's been saying Labor's going to win outright. I mean, but you just can't trust polls. No, no. no I, don't, I don't look at them. Sometimes I just think, oh, well, it's the opposite. Because we, yeah. you recall the last election... Labor was in front Mm -hmm. at this exact point Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it didn't mean shit in the end because in the end people say one thing and then they're faced with the voting and like I said last week, if you're someone whose life doesn't change much, if ScoMo's in and out and you don't really care about 
vulnerable communities and the environment like you're just gonna maybe tick sky because that's what you know and not mm. tell anyone yeah exactly not yeah. tell anyone like no. you're like oh, there's I don't a lot of know. like yeah shame voting that goes on i reckon and, yeah. and that, the same was the, with the case with trump if people got a phone call saying we're polling will you vote for donald trump that, yeah they're embarrassed they say no but then quietly <laughs> yeah. yeah i know a lot of people would be embarrassed to admit they're voting one or another way, mm. but and I would say mostly people I would assume would be left leaning, but secretly vote right. Like I reckon there'd be quite a few of those people. I, oh. I, I think you'd be shocked. You know some of them. Um, so probably you think related to some probably of them. I'm definitely related to some of them. Also, the car, the government is currently in like caretaker mode, which right. like as soon as the elections call, it goes into caretaker mode. It means like parties are not really in charge. It's like all the admin staff are kind of running things at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I feel safe. <laughs> I mean, like they're the ones who honestly run yeah. the country. Like, let's be real. Yeah, like they, they do. A, yeah, they do a lot of the work, the, the actual work that makes they're things the happen. Crew. Exactly. Yeah, like the front, Beyonce and like all that are out in front. Yeah. I'm not comparing ScoMo or Elbow to Beyonce, but like <laughs> the crew really make the shows happen. Like, yeah, they're the, I know the, that. the backup dancers are yeah. all there. And, like, the crew. Yeah. yeah, but I think something that is worth talking about is this idea of instability mm. because this has been a massive part of the, I'm going to call it the scare campaign, mm. particularly from the Liberal Party who are freaked out about the Teal Independence because there are a number of seats where it's looking like those Teal mm. Independents might have a shot. Um, so naturally they're going to start saying some things to try and dissuade people from Can voting Can you explain a Teal Independent, please? 100%. Right. Okay, so a Teal, there's lots of Independents running mm-hmm. at the election. And let's be clear, Independents, not a new thing. Mm-mm. People have been running as Independents for a long time. But this election we have this phenomenon of a couple of, well, it's known as the Teal Independents, and it's about 20 or so people running independently, they're running on similar platforms, climate action, federal corruption commission, like women's in- women's rights. Mm. Um, they are often using the colour teal, which mm-hmm. is like a bluey colour. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, though. Um, but is really, that because it's like blue meets green? It's, it's, yeah. it's actually, that's a really... No, it is. It, that's what I assumed. Oh, I don't know, yeah. I, don't know oh, I just thought that was fact. I don't that's know. That's I come but up with teal. I'm no. Like, oh, that makes sense. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. going to roll with that. Yeah, um, I love that. But um, they also, this group of them are getting funding from an organisation called Climate 200, which is uh, an organisation that wanted to back candidates who had climate-focused policies, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So that's what a teal independent is. It's but like they traditionally align with the Liberal Party, right? A lot not, of those independents? Not all of them, okay. I would say. But they, you're making a really good point here, which is that um, I think a reason why a lot of these independents have emerged is because like parties like the Liberal Party have gone more and more right-wing mm. over the years. And so suddenly there's no longer really a place for the kind of... The centrists. The, yeah, the centrists, mm. the socially progressive ones who maybe align with them economically but not at all on other social justice mm. issues. And so you do have candidates like Allegra Spender, mm-hmm. whose dad was a Liberal MP, mm-hmm. like comes from the Liberal dynasty, who's running against a Liberal candidate, Dave Sharma. So, I love that so much. And it does, it does feel like, Dave in some Sharma, ways... I got 97 for my ATAR. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite part him. I don't love him. I love that. If I got 97, I would put it in my campaign. No, he, it's he, it was 100. He got 100. He got 100. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I insulting. I think you do owe an apology honest, to Dave Sharma. is impossible. It's got to be 99.9. No, at the time, it was. you could have 100. Yeah, yeah. He got 100. What's the point of doing that if you can't put it on your campaign material? Yes. I, I agree. I mean, Allegra all the way, obviously, against that person. But, I mean, I understand why he did it. Yeah, totally. be proud of your accomplishments. <laughs> but be also, proud of isn't them. it partial? Like a lot of the teal independents, basically, like one of the big lines in the stand is climate change. They, even though mm-hmm. they might uh, 
like a lot of the coalition's policy, their their yep. anti climate change stance mm-hmm. is just, and and actually like our coalition, the fact that they are sort of so pro coal and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, like in the UK, the Conservative Party, like Boris Johnson, he is like totally I on board know. with the fact that there's climate change. So our coalition is like starting to become more and more unusual in the fact that they're, you know, totally not denial. taking serious yeah. action. Particularly, yeah. particularly on climate change. And so that's why we're seeing at this election more kind of like Liberal Party people coming forward and saying, look, if you vote for an independent, you're going to get a minor minority government. It's going to be chaos. And the thing that I'd say to that, that I, I just, I think that you should obviously vote for whoever you want to vote for. Yes. If you want to vote Lib or Labor or Greens or independent, like you go for your life. It's mm. up to you. Mm. But don't be put off by those kinds of scare campaigns because particularly this one, um, if you look back at, like, the last minority government we had with the Gillard government mm-hmm. in 2010, they passed so much legislation. Yeah. We, we got the National Disability Insurance Scheme during yeah. that time. Like, they got a lot of shit done. Mm. And so I would just, like, caution anyone. The other really, the other interesting scare campaign that's come out is, um, you know, they'll say, like, oh, but don't vote for an independent. You don't know which side they'll pick. You don't know what deals they'll do to get into power. And the thing that I'd say to that is, like, Mm, yes, but the Liberal Party is currently doing deals with the Nationals to yeah. form the coalition. Yeah, like, by the Nationals. <laughs> yeah. can't do anything As old mate Dr Kuyong pointed out... I would argue that we've had a minority government for a long time and that the current Liberal government is a minority government to the Nationals and is being held to ransom by the National Party and its policies are being driven to the right by the National Party. In a beautiful, like scathing takedown of Friday. They already are running the country. Like Barnaby mm. Joyce, who we saw, I'm just flashing to that image of him swimming. <laughs> I, today, I what must confess, happened? I did, Barnaby Joyce was photographed at the top end swimming <laughs> and I did Recreating send the South Australian Premier's, like, I don't, thinking that's going to work for me. I compared it to Peter Melanarchus <laughs> and I don't think that was a very fair comparison. I don't know that that was his intent. <laughs> he looked like he was cooking in some broth <laughs> and someone was going to eat him later. It was, it's, I mean, like a, it's like a bad holiday snap. It was a weird <laughs> idea. A few days out from the election, Barney was like, you know what they need? They fucking need me topless in the top end. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> Top us in the top end, by the way, vote one. Do not vote for... But he seems to have dictated a lot of their policy. 100%. Mm. Yes. And so if it comes down to the negotiation, like if, if we are in a hung parliament, mm. so I'd have to think the whole point of those teal independences is that they're not going to compromise on climate. Yeah. And we all know Barnaby and the Nationals also won't budge on climate. So... Like, my prediction would be it's more likely that they'd go to Labor and Labor would finally form a minority government if we come to that. Is that, do you reckon that's a fair assessment? I, I think that is a fair assessment. I think that, like, it's not that I don't think that it's the, the independents would necessarily pick one side over the other. I do genuinely think that they are independent. They're based on policies. Mm. But you're completely right. Are the Libs and Nats going to budge on that key policy? Mm. Probably not. But then again, guys, like... Things we do for power. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Barnaby, you're like, what? I never said anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in government. I'll, 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 I'll touch on this. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. She's, she's unicorn of death. Mm. But also the other. Somebody could win this. Yeah, I, I think people are really under. Well, I just, just before we went on, I saw P- Patricia Carvellis tweeting polling that was saying it's got a lot tighter. I'm just saying. Yeah, look, sure. If things are working out for seven out of ten Australians, they're not going to want to change no. government. And also, can you? I've got another. It's question. It's been a decade. I know. Yeah. Like you Enough date someone for a talk. decade, it's hard to break up with them. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's easier just to stay there and cry at night. 
<laughs> she, she's not so all true. Like, I, I, I just got married, guys. Yeah. Don't go saying this to That's me right, right. now. <laughs> no, I love my husband. We've been together 20 years. Imagine how much crying oh. happens at my house. No, no, but yes. Uh, <laughs> also, there are a lot of countries in the world, right, where mm. it's it's generally like the standard thing to form government is people form. Yeah. Like, like even isn't Jacinda? Like, yes, is, yeah, she's yeah. a minority, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like I don't know if you've seen the, the Danish... The Danish show Boren, but in their mm-hmm. system, that's what it is. Like the election happens, and then it's who can negotiate best to form the. And that's what we thing. want as a country: mm. competition like, of ideas. Yes, mm. a lot of think tank. <laughs> um, I just think it's don't be scared of that, and that's what they're trying to make you scared of because they're just going to stay comfortable and middle-aged and white and in their 50s and doing shit that serves them. They have no reason to change stuff. You get a whole bunch of young independents and, and a lot of different cultures and religions then everybody starts to get represented. So you're right in saying, don't be afraid of this. Like, embrace it. And there's a question coming from an emsolator. I'm just going to get it up here. And it is from Chelsea. I don't want to vote Liberal or Labor, and the Greens make me uneasy. So how do I vote? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. But I know we laugh, but these things have flashed through my mind, and Mm. I'm fairly engaged with politics. But after I saw Elbow shake hands with old mate Alan Jones Mm. and just ScoMo in general and his behaviour, and the Greens have never governed, Mm. so it's easy to throw shit from the side when you've never had to actually govern before. Mm. So you've got inexperienced, possibly Satan, someone shaking hands with Satan. Who do you pick? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I think that is such a fair question. And I, I, I mean, you can only really empathise with the situation. Like, so many people write into our show as well and say things like, Tell I Tell me feel... who to vote for. Do you get that? Oh, every... <laughs> me too. Every day. Me. I'm a comedian. And who do I just tell me? I'll vote for whoever you tell yeah. me. And I'm like, oh, my God, number one, the power. I know. Number two, no. I'm not taking responsibility <laughs> for this country. I'm not doing that. My co-host, Elfie, and I were joking, like, imagine if we set this whole show up just to be, like, a front for, like, a political <laughs> party. Like, and at the last minute we tell everyone who to vote well, for. And, like probably vote for who you told me to no. vote for. Me too. I'm on board. That would be a hell of a strategy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would actually be laugh, but that is a really good idea for me. Yeah. Um, but if you are unsure, what do you do? Is it is it about embracing the independents whose platforms? It's about be, mm. it's your responsibility to become au fait with the independents, right? Yeah. And align yourself with someone who you like mm. and hope that you can preference them and hope, oh, I'm not going to get into all the No, and also bit. read the policy. One of the things I love about your podcast is yes. so often you're like, so we went to the website and we yeah. looked at their policy and I'm like, How? it is actually really rare in our climate that we actually do that simple thing. And you can. Like they have written. They have to. I mean, as much as, you know, and it's a bit controversial, right. the lack of policy they release sometimes, yeah. but by and large, their stances on things. You get their things, vibe. Yeah, yeah, totally. You can also do ABC's Vote Compass. Yes. I did that. We both did we it. We both did that and we're surprised we were virtually exactly identical. Yeah. <laughs> I did it with my husband and we were like bang on the right, yeah. like same spot. Oh, yeah. And I was like, husband, feel, thank goodness. Alex, they <laughs> arrive, they want to paint a picture. Like imagine the opening scenes of Gossip Girl with nerds. Oh, <laughs> oh Very glamorous beautiful, ones glam- they're, they're, yeah. You know what word that my grandmother would use to describe them? Willowy. Oh. The shocking thing for me is because I've learned so much from the podcast, I've, I've sort of <laughs> imbued that they're either my age or maybe even older because they've just been so no, knowledgeable. And then you see them, you're like... Oh, I knew. I could smell I the could, I could biologically be these people too. <laughs> that's, that's where I was. 100%. We both could. That's how we judge everyone now. Could we have birthed them? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Most times. Everyone on Top Gun last week. We're digressing. Do you, um, I've asked a lot of questions. You had lots of questions. Continue on for Justine. I My, my next... Thank you so much for that. Transition music. It's just a cl- palate cleanser. 
<laughs> I've got a few questions about your, what you've made of the campaign. Yeah, oh, sure. Yes. Well, first question, it was a long one. <laughs> it was, it's, we're in week six now. Yes. It's been exhausting and that's longer than normal. Was it, do you think mistake? Do you think, because <sighs> uh, my instinct is he should have maybe just done a four-weeker. Mm, but I think that, so if we think back to like what's been happening before over the last year with the current government, you know, we had the vaccine bungalow, we had the um, mm. AUKUS deal that then got the French president really mm. pissed at us. Mm. Um, we, we lost the Solomon Islands. Well, Solomon Islands. <laughs> there was a bushfire there. That was two years ago. He went on holiday. We had the floods. We had the floods, we... inaction on the floods. And that's interesting. And I think that Queensland are going to lose. I think they're going to topple. I think people can still see mm. the watermarks on their walls. And as they go to the polls on Saturday, Cedar they're Brisbane. Gonna, yeah, they're going to yeah. remember that. Cedar Brisbane's Definitely. looking like it might swing. 100%. Um, so I think that the one of the coalition's maybe strategies going into this with how long they were going to make the campaign period for was like do it as late as possible and keep it going for as long as we can because that gives us the best chance mm. of trying to turn this around. Scott Morrison, can I say, like he's 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 a PR dude. Like he's oh, yeah. he's quite good at selling himself and I think they really know that and Albo like, bless him. He wears a lot of white jeans and picks up dog poo on camera. <laughs> like, he's had, can I say, like, I think his campaign has been really quite varied and interesting, you know, mm. like profiles in InStyle Magazine, profiles in the Daily Telly. Like, he's, Women's he's, Weekly. Women's Weekly. Like, he's really kind of gone hard on, on campaigning. Appearance at Bluesfest. Yes, appearance at Bluesfest. Was he booed? Was he cheered? We'll never well, know. Well, we just don't know. The conspiracy <laughs> lives on. Um, but the mystery continues. But I think that, you know, the Coalition knew that Scott Morrison's, like, advantage is his ability to sell and Labor's is the kind of like hesitancy or for whatever reason that has emerged around Albo's image and his ability to sell himself in the same way. Mm. Yeah, and also they're kind of, they've really resisted on dirty politics until the last week. Like they've mm. really not done any smear campaigns. And to be honest, ScoMo has handed them, they didn't have to look too far. All they've got to literally do is state facts from the last <laughs> 18 months. Facts. Yeah. And that would be, that would be, parent, that would be tantamount to a smear campaign because you wouldn't mm. believe it. You wouldn't mm. believe it, but it happened. But I think they let their run too late. I, mm. I expected Albo to be out there hammering them on, where were you? Where were you for this, this? He's got, on one hand, you can list things that mm-hmm. our Prime Minister was absent for. I don't think he's gone hard enough because I think that he's been handed everything. It's his to lose. I really feel like this election has been Albo's to lose and I think he might because he hasn't gone hard enough. Oh. I, I like the guy. Like I don't like ScoMo. He's a smug face, smuggy McSmuggerton and I don't think <laughs> we would be friends regardless <laughs> of his politics. I don't think we'd be mates. I think Albo seems like a nice guy, mm. but that's the problem. Yeah. If you're going to take on a schoolyard bully with a smug face, you got to be a schoolyard bully with a smug face. Mm. You can't go in, you know, being gentle. I totally, like, I totally hear you on that analogy. Like, I have said multiple times this campaign, like, when you purely watch them in the debates, like, mm. Scott Morrison acts like a bully. Totally. And, and Albo acts like the guy trying to go for school captain. Correct. Like, it's like He's that's the prefect. Yeah. The other one's stealing your lunch. Yeah, exactly. And everyone, everyone, everyone ends up aligning with the guy who's stealing the lunch because we're scared. Totally. Well, not me, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but not I, me, obviously. We're not voting for him. <laughs> but um, our job here is mm. to point out the truth. And I got a bit of shit from people, I'm sure you didn't, for pointing out that Albo fucked up last week. And I was like, oh, why are you drawing attention to that? Because that means you won't get in. And I'm mm. like, no. 
no, that's not my job is not to protect elbows and make you, like, you need to be across everything because in the, at the end of the day, Australia gets the government they fucking deserve. Mm. And if we deserve ScoMo, that's on us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that, I think that Labor's... I don't have any more wine. <laughs> <laughs> she is getting... She's getting, getting <laughs> um, I think that, like, the campaign from Labor, we've really seen, the, like, two things. One is them really try and be as similar to the Liberal Party. Yes. Like, they're trying to, like, they're going real soft. They're like... We're them, but better. Like we're not. Like they don't disrupt. They don't want to scare people. Yeah, we're people the LZ version of the Liberal Party, but us them, co- but without Scomo, and he's smirky. I think that was the play. But this past week, there has been a policy difference, mm-hmm. and I'm also keen to ask. Oh, oh yes, talk let's about talk. that. Let's okay, talk. so yeah. housing affordability, oh huge yes. issue, absolutely huge massive, particularly for younger people. Yeah. They're and not enough for sale, and they're too expensive. The ones that are exactly Ending. the house prices are. Ridic. And so they've both unleashed policies and Labor's was the government will go in with you to, to help <laughs> go, you get... go splitsies. Yeah. And and the coalition said we'll let you access your super. Mm-hmm. And I'm how generous. <laughs> I know. So my reaction was look, I I mean, look, if it were up to me, it was just the problem is like it's negative gearing. Get rid of that. Get rid of all of the things that make it easier for super rich people to just keep capitalizing. It would be yep. my thing. When I think back to when I was when I was looking and I was younger. Mm. The prospect of like, re- firstly, my super what was super? so slow. We work in the arts. Mm. Yeah, and you could only mm. access for a week. only forty <laughs> percent of it or whatever, and that would have been about ten grand for me back at the time. And sure. what difference is that going to make? This mm. policy it would appeal to the baby boomers, and that's about fucking it. And it just shows how out of touch they but are. Are we? Do you reckon it would have appeal? Do you reckon there would be people that would Should go? Should we let oh, the I'd love that. Speak yeah, maybe. I'm not. No. <laughs> I'll be calling me an expert. I'm just like, well, you are. I'm You're just here a nerd. A political expert. I'm a nerd. A <laughs> so, what do you think? Which policy is better? Mm, I think that neither of them address the core issue, which is uh, d- supply. So, like, you you hit the nail on the head right before. Like, the issue, when you boil down housing affordability, we do not have enough properties going for sale that are the right kind of properties. So, you know, smaller ones that first home owners can buy mm-hmm. um, in the right areas near working centres. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough of those. A lot of them are being bought up and then rented out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have huge demand, and that demand is being fueled by policies like negative gearing, like the capital gains tax that incentivise those wealthier people to... Investment portfolios. Investment, build yeah. your investment portfolio. Yeah, and that's then, who they're appealing to, but and that's smart because that's who they want to vote for. A hundred percent. He knows what he's doing. A hundred percent. He doesn't give a fuck about low-income people who can't afford their rent or let alone a house. Mm. He just wants to get the but same I, old, same old. But I think that those policies, like the splitsies policy that Labor's pushing, or I think that the super policy that you can now take 50k out again, if you have who like 50k in their super, but it's not even under 40. It's not even 50k though. It's you can't take more than 40% right. of your super. So you've got That's to have right. 120 yeah. to be able to even take the full 50k out. Yeah. <laughs> no. What is that? I don't know. Under the age of 40, who has that? No, who has that? Oh my God. And, and so, but. But but what these policies sound like is just like really nice. Like yeah, we're bec- going to help you get a house. We're going to help you get yeah. more cash in your hand to yeah. buy the house. We're, but it, those things don't fix the housing crisis. Mm-mm. They just make it worse because mm-hmm. they allow people to buy into the problem. Mm. So mm. we're all fucked. That's Sorry, can I swear on this show? <laughs> Please do. I, I, I like talked to this. I talked to this expert. We did an episode on housing affordability, and I talked to this expert, and he was like, "Don't quote me." But like we're, we're like 
it's a motherfucking problem. Like, we're <laughs> fucked. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, and it how is. do we turn this ship around? Like, it's just getting crazy. I think, well, the world's on fire. There's a little problem there with True. the climate situation. Mm. So there's a lot of There's a lot, a lot of, things, of ships we need to yeah, turn around. There's a lot yeah. of ships. We have a very high percentage of female listeners. Yes. Which government is going to do better for women? We were focusing on um, women's economic security. So things like childcare, yes. paid parental leave, yes. really important things like helping close the super gap and the gender pay gap. In terms of like who has the most research-backed policies, like who has the policies that the experts are saying are the best, the Greens, like they have they have really listened to that research, you know, coming out with things like 26 weeks paid parental leave that can be split between parents but have like a minimum that parents have to each have. Like mm. that's really important. Having free childcare, that's what they want. Next on the list would be uh, the Labor Party because they want to make childcare even cheaper. And then with the Liberal Party, what you've got is what they've just introduced. So they have made childcare cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with childcare is that you are still like – the more days you work, the more you end up spending on childcare, the less you get back in subsidies. And the other like really crucial thing that the Liberal Party recently did um, at the budget, so they did this thing where they said, we're going to increase paid parental leave to 20 weeks that can be split between both parents and you guys can choose how you split it. And a lot of people were like, great, cool, I can take like women previously could only take 18 weeks, now they can take an extra two weeks mm. and their partner can take zero. But mm. that's the point is mm. that um, we know from the experts that if we leave it up to parents to choose how they split paid parental leave, women take more than men and then women maybe don't go back into the workforce no. at all, they earn less money, mm-hmm. all these roll-on effects. So, mm-hmm. again, like really important to be studying what are experts saying about the policies yeah. because they can sound real nice and not actually have the best consequences. Well, it's interesting. My daughter, who's nearly 21, all her friends just heard um, Greens are going to be wiping hex debt. Yes. they're voting for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that's it. She's oh. like, what? I'm voting Greens. I'm like, no, babes, let's read policy. She's like, nah, yeah. student debt. Because she's studying at Melbourne Uni and she's basically paying full fees but. Mm-hmm. It's all been online. Mm. So she's paying for the maintenance of, like, Hogwarts <laughs> and um, but doing it from our our attic. And yeah. with, but paying all those fees. Like, yeah. they've, not, they've, not, they've not reduced fees at all for this online arts degree she's getting. So, yeah, that's who, that policy from the Greens has grabbed a whole generation. Can I say the Greens have done a very, in terms of campaigning, we've been talking about, like, you oh, know what? Oh, they've gone young, man. They have gone young. Yeah. And, it's so, and it's so smart mm. be, in terms of political strategy because what we're seeing the major parties pandering to is, like, the centrist older vote. They're all going to mm. be dead in 20 years. <laughs> They're screwed. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, the Greens are like, where are we going to grow our vote yeah. with the next generation? And the, with the huge influx of, of people enrolling, like the majority mm. of that, there was what, 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 how many hundreds of thousands of new vote? New voters? I can't remember. But it was crazy. It but was the a percentage huge was that generation that the Greens are going after. I would also say Greens leader Adam Bant had the best line of the thing, which was Google it, mate. I mean, I still think that was. <laughs> oh, that would be my next question. Who, surprise winners? Who, who, like, apart from outside of Scomo and Elbow? Yeah. Because the other good thing about election campaigns is you start to see which which stars of the future are going to yeah, pop up. Yeah. Is there anyone that's leapt out to you? It's particularly be it a teal independent or someone in the coalition or like anyone. Well, the job really? Dr. Oh, Dr. Minnie Ryan. She's, she's pretty great. She's I great. think she's really been a standout. I think Adam Bant really won some, like, respect with mm. that Google it, mate, or just, like, not taking Could shit. Could Adam Bant like, be Prime Minister? Oh, uh, they would the Greens, so the Greens have one person in the House of Reps. Remember, you need 76. 76. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but I think a lot of people would like to know that because I don't think people yeah. understand. Yeah. 
that like he's very he's prolific and he's like number three. Like you've got the two big guns yes. and then you've got the greens and you know the cool guy. Full respect for him though, if it is we're in a hung parliament and he goes into the negotiation and starts saying to Labor, what about if we form a coalition <laughs> and I'm the prime minister? <laughs> he could pull off that. <laughs> If he can get full mad respect, even if he could do that. <laughs> never say never. Never Nothing's say never. You never know. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, the Greens really, they have more seats in the Senate. That's where they yeah. really have mm-hmm. more power. Yeah. My last question. Can yes. I ask one more? Yeah. I just think there's one big factor that no one's accounted for in any COVID. of the polling. No. Oh. M- more, more huge. The day before the election. Wait. Wait. Do I have... Oh, I want a drum roll. No, okay. okay Day before the election, <laughs> a huge factor comes into play. Harry Styles releases his third solo album, Harry's House. Mm. Who is that going to benefit? What will happen? Will mm. people, will the stylers? It's going to go against the Greens. Is it? Because they're going to be just doing listening yeah, parties. Yeah, really into that. And or. Because like, Marcella is like, has a countdown on her calendar and like, I'm worried she's going to forget to vote. So I'm making a good early voting tomorrow because Harry's album's coming out Friday. Justine doesn't realise we're not joking. <laughs> <laughs> or would it be kind of like waiting in line for voting is quite a good listening activity mm. for if you're into the new Harry Styles oh, album? But it would ruin it for me. It would always be associated with the smell of off sausages and like other people's body odour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do. I just do want to point out no one has mentioned the pandemic. Like no one's talked about this. No one has campaigned on it. No one's talking about it. We're an endemic. Like wow, it's done. No, more people are dying than ever. Yes, COVID. yeah, it's crazy. Over sixty people died today from COVID 60 in Australia. Going over sixty, yeah. Yeah, like, and it's just like no one is wearing masks. No mm-hmm. one is talking about it. No one is talking about how we're going to recover from it. What about people like me who are on tour? But if someone goes down for it, the whole show's done. I don't have any insurance. Like no one is talking about the pandemic anymore. But it's still happening. I think we're just we we want Fatigued. to pretend it's not no happening. About it. yeah. yeah, and they both know that, so they're like. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while. There'll be a bit of a kick towards GOMO as in, you you know, you didn't get us enough oh, vaccine fast enough. talking about it. Yeah. Oh, it does. I'm surprised that, like, Labor hasn't capitalised on that more. But you're so right. Like, people are, I think people are so sick of it that their solution is like, well, we just won't talk about it because we don't want to, like... Oh, it's the same way we don't talk about death. Yeah. Like, we all live like it's never going to come. And then it comes, you're like, what the fuck, they died? <laughs> no! That person you mentioned at the start. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, I just... Yeah, I just keep that in the back of your mind. All right, before everyone goes, this is drop dead. Like, a unicorn of death has a gun to your head. Oh, God. What? Election results. <laughs> okay. Yeah. you got to make your prediction. Okay. Yeah. Michael Lucas. Who? Well, you're going to be at my house Saturday night. They're going to call. A little, the little elf is going to call the results, possibly. Yeah. Who's he calling? I've actually, you've swayed me. I think it will be a hung parliament, but Labor will get more of, will have had more of the vote going in and then Labor will successfully get the minority government, not the coalition, would be my prediction. Just if. This is it, mate. Your whole New York Times 108-hour <laughs> <fun laughs> husband on brand life leading up to this moment. It's all on the line for this. Uh, <laughs> we, we can't articulate what the reward will be if you get it no, right. Just but like respect. when we listen back next week. You'll yeah. Be like, Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, I think that. I think that it. I, I. I. think that it'll probably be a hung parliament just because I can't see Labor winning outright. I am so con- like I am thinking it could be Scott Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> She's just gone all. We've gone broke. There we go. <laughs> just because it's happened before, and people like what they know. Oh, we're not going to sleep tonight, M. Now you're. I mean, you've said hung parliament. Scott Go Morrison's going to win. 
<gasps> you're, so you're even you're saying he might even win outright. Mm. Oh, you've darkened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has darkened. Her face is like really dropped. <laughs> I don't want this to be the case, but I've consulted with my waters and my third eye. <laughs> <laughs> I read some polling, and um, and more than anything, you just you've got your gut. The vibe. The vibe. going to win narrowly, but I think they're going to take it out right. I don't think there's going to be any need to uh, negotiate and tell you with what, any independence. That on, if that happens on Saturday night when he comes out and when, those, when he says, how good's Australia, that will hurt. <laughs> oh, we'll fucking throw the gin out the telly. I don't care. We'll buy a new telly. It'll be worth it for that moment. Momentary release of pent-up. I'm telling I'm so sorry, Australia. I'm so sorry. Prove me wrong. This is a win-win. I mean, yeah. it's a lose-win. Prove me wrong and great. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I've only been wrong once. In all of my predictions, in all of the times. Wow. I don't want it to be the case. I'm happy to be wrong. She was, she, yeah, she was wrong about Trump being re-elected. She thought he was going to. However, she was always sitting there ominously saying Sydney will go into lockdown. And then in the end it did. I also predicted Abbott six months out. Yeah. Mm. No one thought that was going to happen. Well, wow. time will tell. <laughs> polling, the polling person should just call you, I feel. Like, That's right. <laughs> more accurate. Oh, well, we have said I'm like the octopus that predicts the World <laughs> Cup results yeah. and less accurate and less qualified. Yeah. Okay. And less happy. <laughs> and less arms. Oh, no, I make sad predictions. I'd rather oh, be me. I'd rather be an octopus. I live in <laughs> a world of sexual? delusion where things could be great. An octopus is really sexual. Remember that show, My Octopus Teacher? He was in love with that octopus flat out. There was something weird going on between those two. That is true. Did you see that, My Octopus Teacher? That is he true. He was in love with Yes, he was. Like, it was weird. It wasn't kosher. Mm, yeah, no. Eating that squid. There was some sexy squid. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. Justine, your podcast is left right out. People yes. can listen to it exclusively on Spotify. When does it come out? What days? Every Thursday. Holy shit. One more until election day. Oh, no. Oh, really good. As I said, Go catch listen up. Now. Listen, it'll, it'll help. You'll Thank be well. you. You'll be educated and ready to vote on Saturday. <laughs> And vote. Prove me wrong, Straya. Uh. Thanks, Justine. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs>
had some plastic surgery. She's going to be looking pretty schmick this week. You definitely want to get on board for that. And also, what else do I want to say? I think that's it. I think that's all I have to say. I hope your candidate wins, unless your candidate is Scott Morrison. Um, (laughs) Showing my hand there. And um, we'll be back next week to decompress, decompose. I don't know if that works. Uh, Until then, though, stay safe, look after yourselves. And um, I don't know why. I feel like this is the last time I'm saying goodbye to you. I don't know why. Oh, that's ominous. Jesus, touch wood, touch wood, touch wood. Oh, that's... That's the one. <laughs> Bye, guys. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music, with videos by James Henderson, socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, plus occasional offer shelf installs and flat pack wrangling from M's dad Vincy. Get more Emsolation by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators of the Emsolation group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. And please take the time to share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by hitting the follow button. Thanks again for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. <laughs>